Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. To be completely honest, I have not been peachy at all this week. It's been a really tough week for so many different reasons, but honestly, the one thing that was keeping me through was the fact that I got to record this podcast today. I've been looking forward to it, and I am just excited to take my mind off of things that are making me feel down and remember some things that are actually making me feel typically peachy. So let's get into it just right away. What's new with me? Like I said, it has not been the best week. There have been so many downs, way more downs than ups, which when there are way more downs than ups, it's obviously going to be a bad week, but we're making it through day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. The days are seeming really long, and at the same time, it seems like there is not enough time in the day to get everything done that I need to get done, which is obviously very, very frustrating, but it's fine. We're doing it all, we're making it work, and I'm here today to talk to you about some really fun things. So if you're having a bad week, just know you're not the only one. This week has been something else. So we're getting through it together, all in this together, you guys. Other than that, there hasn't been that many new things with me. The only thing that I've done that has been kind of remotely interesting is that I went outside and played both soccer and tennis. Two very sporty things, I know. But it was actually so much fun. I'm in the Midwest right now and it's finally starting to feel like fall, which is so exciting to me. Fall is my favorite for so many reasons. My birthday's in fall, Thanksgiving's in fall, which is my favorite holiday, which which I know is controversial. A lot of people like more of the festive holidays, but to me, there's just something so homey and loving and amazing about Thanksgiving. I just love the food. I love the people. I think I love that it's next to my birthday, so it just feels like one big present wrapped into one for me. So I love it. So with this new weather, I was like, okay, I need to get outside. I need to start doing something fun outside and getting some fresh air. So tennis and soccer. I haven't played tennis in so long, like literally forever. I used to think that I was going to be a tennis prodigy. I remember when I played probably, I don't even know, maybe like when I was 10, I played tennis, I took some lessons, and I was pretty good. But it is not the case now, and I'm pretty sure that if I was a prodigy, I would have been excellent right now, and I'm just simply not. Other than that, I played soccer outside, just kicked the ball around. It was really nothing serious, but it was honestly so nice. And then aside from that, I ventured out to a rooftop bar. Everything was very safe. It was a very socially distanced rooftop bar. Everyone took a lot of precautions, but it was so nice to feel some sense of normalcy. When you were at your table, which was secluded from everybody else, and you just got to sit down, it felt so nice to just be outside and be with your friends. Like It was just so nice. You don't realize how much you miss the feeling of being normal until you're not allowed to do normal things anymore. So it was just great. It was nice to spend time with some people that I really care about. Other than that, there's really not that much that's new with me. So let's get right into what's hot because I'm so excited to talk to you guys about these topics today because I've been thinking about them for so long. My first topic is Dancing with the Stars. I have never watched this show. I don't know if you guys are avid fans of Dancing with the Stars or not, but I have never been an avid fan of Dancing with the Stars. I like reality TV shows and I like competition shows, so you would think that Dancing with the Stars would be like right up my alley, but I think it's because I was never a dancer, so I could never like truly, truly relate to them. But I guess that is kind of the point, isn't it? Because like 
most of them aren't dancers like literally half of them are just celebrities but also I was never a celebrity so maybe that's also why I can't relate it's really all making sense now that I say it out loud but yes I started watching Dancing with the Stars and to be completely honest the reason I started watching is because Caitlin Bristow is on this season and her I love she is so great she's my favorite bachelorette I don't know if I have any bachelor bachelorette fans out there but that is truly my guilty pleasure I am a sucker for the bachelor and bachelorette tv franchise there's something about it that is so so entertaining to me and I am like a mix like if you watch with me I will make fun of certain things but I'm also the type of person that if you make fun of the things that I don't think it are funny in the show where I don't think are allowed to be made fun of. I get like upset and I start like defending the characters. I'm like, you can't make fun of her for that. Like I'm terrible to watch with if you don't have the same views as me on the TV show. I know that's really bad and it's probably something that I should work on, but I just can't have you make fun of the girls that I like on the show or the guys. To be honest though, like I'm always more defensive of the girls. I just feel like they have a harder time on the show and maybe that's not the case, but I just feel like girls can be so much more catty towards one another. So when they get put together in this situation, it just like, it breaks my heart when some people are just against one of the girls or something. And I know that if you're in that environment, it's probably very easy to do so, to be against one person. But I just can't imagine that poor girl that is on the outs. That is probably such an alienating feeling to just feel like you have no one there on your side. You can't talk to your family. You can't talk to like your friends at home. It sounds terrible to me. I could never go on a show like that, but it is nonetheless very, very fun to watch. Okay, what was I saying? The whole point of this was that that's the whole reason I'm watching Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) Dancing with the Stars is entertaining because I finally have some stake in the game. And to be honest, now I feel like if she doesn't win... I'm just going to have to stop watching because she's the only reason that I'm watching. So I would almost like have to boycott it if she doesn't get far. But I think she's going to get far. I I don't even know who her partner is. Like I watched it and I still don't know who her partner is. I know that these people are also famous in their own right for being on Dancing with the Stars, but I have no idea who he is. Like I said, I'm not a stan of Dancing with the Stars. But very interestingly enough, Carol Baskin is on this season So I feel like that is a selling point for a lot of people to watch. I did watch Tiger King. I was obsessed with Tiger King. I think that the reason that I was obsessed with Tiger King is because we are in a global pandemic and there was not a lot of other content to consume that was like keeping me entertained. So yeah, the bar was set pretty low and Tiger King really filled the void. So it was great for the time. I think that if it came out during a time that we were out and about doing normal things, I think it is very possible that I would not like that show at all. So because of that, I'm not super interested in Carol Baskin, but I do think that it's a funny concept that she's on the show at all. She was obviously decked out in all tiger uniform from head to toe, everything tiger. So was her partner. It was very entertaining to watch. And then honestly, somebody who I feel like is so, so good is Sky Jackson. I don't know if any of you guys watched the show Jesse. I like didn't, but I had seen like a couple episodes. You know, it was on Disney Channel. It was when I was phasing out of Disney Channel, I would say, is when that show started. But I remember when she was on Disney Channel, she was so, so small. She was so little at that point. So she has definitely grown up, but she's the youngest of the cast. And I don't know. I think she's going to kill it. 
I mean, obviously there's only been one episode so far, but she did so, so well. And I just can't imagine being the youngest there. I feel like I would be really intimidated, but she did not seem intimidated at all. And she seems so sweet. But also, you know, she was on Disney Channel and I feel like they groom you there. Like they tell you exactly what to say. They know exactly how to make things sound the way that they should for an audience. So that girl's definitely trained to be on TV. So she knows what she's doing. I think she's gonna get very far and right here right now if Caitlin Bristow doesn't win I think Sky Jackson is gonna win that's my prediction to be honest I don't think that's really that hot of a take I think if anybody watched the first episode they would know exactly what I'm talking about okay the next thing that I'm gonna talk about for what's hot right now is some big big news that I am so sad about it is a tv show ending one of my favorites The show Dead to Me on Netflix is ending. I'm so sad. It's their third and final season. And I am just going to miss Jen and Judy so much. I have no idea why they're ending it. Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini can literally do no wrong in my book. They are the perfect pair. Like literally the perfect pair. They were meant to be co-stars together. I really, really love that show. But I do understand that at a certain point, I'm not really sure where the plot would go. I don't know if any of you guys watched season two. It got crazy. I mean, obviously season one was also insane. But that show just keeps getting crazier and crazier. And I think sometimes when shows are so extreme, it's almost better if you end them early because otherwise you can have the kind of thing that happens with a show like Pretty Little Liars where you no longer follow the plot, you don't know what's happening, nothing seems even remotely believable. If you guys know what I'm talking about, Pretty Little Liars was a show that was pretty big, probably like... I don't even know, four or five years ago. It was really entertaining the first season, but after that first season, it was just so convoluted. Like, you didn't know. The whole point was to find out who this person, A, was. That's what they were called her. And it was so annoying, honestly. Like, how many different variations of who A could be. And it just got old. Like, I dropped off. I think probably season three, I was like, okay, this is too much for me. I don't care anymore. That's the problem. It gets to a point where you no longer care about the characters and you no longer care about the who done it. And that's the same kind of thing with Dead to Me. I think that if they were to string it along further and further, eventually you would get diehard fans being like, okay, after a while, like, this only goes so far. How many crimes can you commit and how many things can you get away with, you know? So, I don't know. I think that it's probably a good thing that it's ending. I just wish that maybe, I think they could have done, like, four seasons or five, maybe. I don't think it's, like, Dead to Me does not need to be dead, you know? Like, not yet, at least. I was still really into it. It's fine. There's so much content now. I mean, now that things have become a little bit more normalized and people are understanding how to film in these situations in the current climate, we're getting good content again. And I'm so, so thankful for that. And that's a perfect segue into our what's good section because I just watched something that I loved. It's a new movie. It's a documentary and it's called This is Paris. I'm sure you guys have heard about this, but this is Paris Hilton's documentary. The best part is that it is completely free on YouTube, which is honestly rare. There are so many things that I recommend to people or that people recommend to me, and then I end up having to pay like $4 for them, and 
every single time that really adds up the fact that it's free is honestly really incredible and I really liked it. I mean, I'm kind of a sucker for documentaries that deal with celebrities or fashion or companies that we know really well, like something that's scathing or something that we can find out more information that seems like hidden behind the camera. I love that kind of a thing to the, the unveiling of new information about something that you know really, really well. And I would say this is not really that. You find out some new things about Paris Hilton, that's for sure. And I think that was the whole point of the documentary to kind of show people, you know Paris Hilton for this socialite, this I'll do anything for fame, this the original influencer type of girl. They were trying to show that there's more to her, that she's putting on this act, that she's more than just her character, Paris Hilton in quotation marks. I'm doing quotes right now in the air. And I get all that. It was all great. Like, that was fine. But she kind of still is that person, you know? Like, they touch on a lot of things that happen in her life to bring back why she is the way that she is. But the majority of her personality seems really still the same as what I thought it was prior to watching the documentary. So it's not like it changed that much. I feel like I just got, like, a little bit more insight into her life. I thought the most interesting parts about the documentary was when Paris was talking about the fact that she was the OG influencer and how she felt like she kind of created this monster. Like she was the catalyst for everything that happened after it. Social media, influencer culture, everybody obsessing about social media and what it means to be in this influencer culture and market. And I think it's really interesting that in this new age of social media and of Instagram, of influencers, she kind of really did start a lot of it. She was before Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian was watching her. She was taking tips from her, you know, which is weird because now we think, okay, well, who's the most famous family in the world for just being famous? The Kardashians. But Paris Hilton kind of did it first. She was essentially famous for being famous. She didn't do anything. She lived her life. She DJed, which that's actually new information. I had no idea that she was a DJ. But she was just living her life and her life was an interesting one because she was rich. That's the thing. If you're rich, you can be very, very interesting. You can do a lot of very fun things. You can post a lot of cool pictures. People are interested in your life all of a sudden. So I don't know. I think that it showed me a lot of the things that I already knew about her. It did show me some things that I didn't about her past. And those were really interesting facts. But all in all, it was really about the unveiling of Paris Hilton and how she felt about having to put on this persona all the time and also protecting her brand and obviously we hear so many influencers talk about this but the idea of protecting your brand when your brand is yourself is a super unique battle I feel because you are always trying to make people like you that's all that there is you're making money off of people liking you off of off of people liking the way you look the pictures that you take what you do with your money you know like all of these things it's integral to who you are and I think it makes it kind of hard to live anywhere separate from your brand anything separate from the bubble that you've created for yourself so when you see these influencers kind of struggle with like how do I step outside of that how do I do anything different I think they're seriously having an internal struggle am I allowed to is this going to hurt my brand am I going to have to be somebody completely different on the outside and then feel how I really feel on the inside that sounds like a terrible thing to have to deal with all the time so I think it is really hard for them to kind of understand where that line is drawn how they can be true to themselves but still having a successful brand I think 
think it's amazing when they're able to do it when they are a hundred percent themselves in everything that they do. But how can you be? People are changing all the time. I mean, think, think about how many times you change as an individual. When you grow up, when you grow out of things, you grow into new things. It's a constant process of evolution. And if you feel like you can't, like you're stuck in something, just because that's what people like, that's what people respond to, that's tough. That's tough, guys. It definitely had me thinking about a lot of things, and that is all that you can ask for from a good documentary. Just leave you thinking and asking a lot of questions after, and then obviously doing multiple Google searches about Paris Hilton, her life, and everywhere that she's been. I had a lot to do last night. It was great. (laughs) Okay, some other things that I want to talk about for the things that I think are really good right now. Just a song that I feel like can hype you guys up. Again, it can be a car song. It can be a stuck in your room, I need to get out of my head right now song. It can be a I'm gonna go take a walk, but also I kind of want to jam out a little bit on my walk type of song. It's a great song for so many different situations. This song is called For the Love by Hearts and Colors. It's a feel-good song. You guys are gonna love it. Just check it out. Another thing that I want to talk to you guys about is a product. And I know that right now, not everywhere in the world feels like fall, but it's going to sneak up on you really, really quick. And when it does, you guys need to have some rejuvenating lotion. I think it is super, super important to moisturize your skin all the time. That is what is going to keep you looking young and fresh. You guys, this moisturizer that I'm going to tell you about is next level. It's a little bit pricey for a moisturizer, I'm going to be honest. But that's the reason why I had to contemplate buying this moisturizer for so, so long. And I'm here to tell you now that from my personal experience, having probably thought about buying this for like over a year. I know that that's so extreme, but I'm being so honest with you guys. I have thought about this moisturizer so much because I have smelt it so many times passing in malls and i'm just here to tell you it's worth the wait but don't wait for it i'm going to tell you to buy it right now so just buy it don't even wait for it just treat yourself okay i think it's around 35 dollars, which i understand is a big amount for a lotion especially considering it is not a huge tube of lotion but that's kind of a positive too because you can bring it anywhere it can fit in like a backpack size purse which is really nice okay this lotion is the aesop rejuvenate intensive body balm it is spicy it is woody it is warm these scents are intoxicating and it's so so soft on your skin buy it you guys you will not regret it i promise you okay guys we're gonna round out this episode by talking about something that is on a need-to-know basis. This is something that's really, really important for me to talk about because it is something that I wish I had known going into college. So this is for everybody that's in college right now, that's going to go into college, and to be honest, I feel like it can be applied elsewhere past college. And this advice is to go outside of your major and learn how to learn in a different way. What I mean by that is pick up something else. It has absolutely nothing to do with what you're studying. It only has to do with what you want to do. I'm going to give you an example of that. When I was in college, I really felt like I needed a separate outlet different from all of my classes and all of my coursework and all of the tests. I just felt like I needed a break by learning in a different way. Like I felt like I needed to exercise 
my brain differently than what I was getting from the classroom. And the excellent thing about college is that you're surrounded by people that feel so similarly to you. One, they want to feel like they're a part of something. Two, they want to feel excited about something. They want to actually feel like they're doing something with their campus. They're doing something that is going to leave some kind of a lasting effect. And three, it's all about the memories. (laughs) As cliche as that sounds, the memories that you make while you're at college go so much further than you think that they're going to go. You think that it's just going to be like the late nights and the fun parties and the cool things that you get to do in college, but your memories extend way past that. You remember passing by people that you see on campus. You remember the clubs that you were in. You remember the things that you got involved with. You remember the certain professors that you really liked. Like all of those things come together as a really positive positive college experience. So I'm just speaking to that right now. Ways to make it an all-encompassing experience and I think one of the biggest puzzle pieces that people miss is getting involved in something that they really, really like to do. I think that people start out going to college and they sign up for a ton of different things and then they drop like all of them (laughs) within their freshman year. What I'm saying is keep exploring. You have presumably four, maybe less, maybe more years at college. Do something with it. Do something with it that you like, that you feel like you can take past the classroom. Something that is completely on your terms. If you like it, you do it. The amazing thing about it too is that there is truly something for everybody. You can find something that you love because there are so many different opportunities. And guess what? If it doesn't exist yet, you get to create it. That's the most beautiful thing about it. You can start it from scratch. When you're in college, the world is truly, truly your oyster. So take advantage. When I was in college, I started a magazine, both print and online, and it was the most rewarding thing that I did in my four years. And trust me, I had the most positive experience at college. I loved my classes. I loved my professors. I loved my friends. I loved all the other things too. I loved the parties. I loved the social aspect. But the most rewarding thing that I did was being a part of something. Starting it was a whole nother deeper element to me that I felt so proud of. But being a part of it and feeling like other people wanted to be a part of it is a feeling like no other. Being a part of an organization where people like the same thing that you like but think so, so differently from you is so incredible and so unique to an environment like college. So if you have the opportunity to go to college, if you have the opportunity to be there, if you have the opportunity to make friends and take classes and do all the other things, use that opportunity to do something super rewarding for yourself and honestly for others. You could create something so amazing that other people could also really, really love. You can also find a way to showcase your work and your talents in other ways that you probably wouldn't even think are possible. Maybe like right now you're listening to this and you're in college and you're thinking, I really like taking pictures. I don't do it for anything other than my Instagram feed, but I really like taking pictures and I think that my feed on my Instagram looks really cool because I like to curate it. Guess what? There are so many different opportunities for you to be involved in some kind of a photography project on your campus. Whether that's joining a club that's a magazine, whether that's joining a specific photography club, whether that's joining a fashion club that takes pictures of different runways, there are so many different opportunities to get involved. And I know that you probably feel a little bit limited right now because a lot of you are probably not on campus. Or if you are on campus, you're very socially distanced from everybody else. But these organizations still exist. And if you wanted to start a new one, 
What better time than now? You can get people involved that may never have even seen you at an activities fair because you can reach them through the means of the internet. That's so exciting. You can have projects that take place in LA and New York and London and Chicago and so many different other places because there are probably students that are located in all of those spaces right now learning from home. This is such a unique opportunity to take those opportunities that are there and just blow them up, expand them as far as they can go. You have no idea where it's going to go. So just start. That's my biggest advice for all of you that are thinking about joining something, being a part of something, creating something of your own. Just start because as soon as you do, as soon as you put the first feelers out there, as soon as you contact the first club member, as soon as you show that initial interest, it's going to be so much easier from there and the process is going to be so, so rewarding. So just get involved, talk to people, listen to people learn from other people, and learn past the classroom because there are so many valuable lessons that are learned inside of those rooms, but even more that are learned outside of them because that's when we get to communicate. That's when we get to lean on each other and understand each other better and work with each other one-on-one in group settings, understand our differences more, and also why we all love to do the things that we do. That's super exciting, and it's exactly why I love doing what I did in college. And I really, really encourage you guys to do the same. So that's really it for me this week. I already feel better talking to you guys. And I hope that if you're having a bad week, that you remember next week's going to be better. Just keep trekking along. I know that it's hard to remember that there's a finish line, but there is going to be one. You're going to push through. The next day is coming. Just keep your head up. And remember, stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 